0: Everybody, How's it going in the internet wrestling community and all over the world wide web? It is me, it is me, the big old Stevie C, Steve Castellanovo, kicking it with you on another edition of the Heel and Face Podcast, the podcast dedicated to news information and commentary on the world of professional wrestling. And it's brought to you by Heel Turn Wrestling. Uh, What do I say? Uh, Pretty thick, heavy, chock-full week for WWE. Other things happening around um, NWA is already releasing uh, their uh, card, or parts of their card for uh, NWA 75 happening later on next month, in about a month from uh, today, actually. And New Japan humming along with the G1 Climax. I'm going to give you A brief update in the crawl as to who has six points. A lot of uh, gnashing and grinding of teeth concerning who is getting pushed and who is not getting pushed in the WWE. I did not get results for ROH Death Before Dishonor last night. And how my attitude has fallen, sunk into the lowest of the low, the deepest of the depths, because of Ring of Honor's new ownership. But as I heard someone talk about it, Ring of Honor is Tony Khan booking a wrestling show, whereas AEW is... Tony fantasy booking a WWE show or something to that effect and if you disagree with that then definitely go into the comment section and let me know all about it but really what we're going to focus on this week is WWE because the the news and the commentary all bleed into uh, Raw and Smackdown with a hint or two of what transpired at NXT. The biggest thing to come out of NXT will is 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 kind of a an interpolation, if you will. I can't think of a better term to come up with it right now, but kind of an interpolation of what happened between Raw and SmackDown. I uh, am impressed with the fact that the internet did not let a big spoiler out. I don't know if SmackDown was live. I'm pretty sure it was because it was in Orlando. And it was convenient because it was in Orlando. There were plenty of NXT stars that made an appearance on SmackDown last night. But We'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that. Um, we only have one news article that has kind of swept the wrestling world, and it's it's it's, it's kind of goofy. I mean, could I have spent time analyzing Matt Hardy's three a.m. Still drinking like I'm 21, even though I'm 51 tweets at random podcasters. I mean, I could if I wanted to, uh, but I really don't. And I talk enough about it on Twitter, which is right there, my handle. But I don't want to take up all the time with the podcast Talking about that, I do want to address one news article though about someone, a former WWE superstar who is in AEW, and it's not just Matt Hardy. Uh, The biggest news of the week, and I am—I very rarely do because I don't want to come off as a know-it-all. I don't want to come off as someone who thinks that they have a lot of experience in. WWE or pro wrestling or, or grappling I only took one semester full of karate classes at OU my freshman year. so I'm not a fighter. I don't compete um, tried to get my son Ryan into wrestling he hated it but aew's out here with their wrestlers doing things and the one of the biggest names in AEW former champion has made his uh, grappling debut at the National or I'm sorry the North American Grappling Association's tournament that was recently held in Cincinnati and if that was a clue as to who I'm talking about I'm talking about John Marksley, uh, 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 <coughs> uh John Moxley. So, John Moxley wins the thirty, uh, the beginners, men's thirty and over, super heavyweight, no gi grappling. Gold metal. Uh, the weight class was super heavyweight. I think I said that. Now, before you sit there and say, dude, you're just a fat guy sitting in your basement talking about pro wrestling, let me just kind of build my, I don't know what you would call it, my consternation, my, my point uh, that I'm trying to make. I don't want to crap on his accomplishments, right? Because CM Punk tried MMA questionably at 40 years old, having no real mixed martial arts experience, but training with one of the Gracie grandsons or sons so, whichever so at least CM Punk gave it a shot and you gotta give John Moxley credit he found the time in between getting jabbed in the head with shish kebab skewers and bleeding all over the place to compete in this competition I, again... I'm not hating on him for the attempt. But doing a little research into... His division... What he was there. Like, even the... Even the dojo that he claimed... He was from. So you have to determine, or you have to... At least notify the tournament masters if you have a dojo. Like what dojo you have, and the sound. And again, he claims to have been from the Powell Fight Dojo or something like that. I I I, I picture it this way, and again. Take my opinion for what you will. I just imagine him finding out that it's happening, paying the registration, and then like rolling up there that day, jeans, t-shirt, probably smoking a heater. And he goes, I'd like to do that. How much? uh, Well, there's an entry fee, sir. Pays the entry fee probably some crumpled up wadded dollar bills that are in his pockets at the time you know walking in I mean there's no gi so I mean he could have just showed up in jeans and jack boots that wouldn't be off brand for him and then just said yeah I want to do it alright well sir pick a uh, what's your dojo and he probably asked what's his what he probably tried to put over the Blackpool combat club and they wouldn't let him so he just probably looked around outside the windows, saw the first dojo he saw, and uh, took took that name and said, Oh yeah, I'm from, I'm from that place, that place right there. Now again, if I continue to crap on this situation, I'm only doing it to bring up this point. The dude is truly one of one. He fought in a division with one other person. So he had a 50... So he literally walked off the street and beat a guy who probably had very little to any BJJ combat sport experience, MMA experience, right? Just by default of John Moxley being in the professional wrestling business, he stumbled into techniques. How could you not? You know, you... You work with Steve Regal. You work with Dean Malenko. You've worked with uh, some of the greatest professional wrestlers who are training now in the WWE and whatnot. You're bound to pick up something. Blind squirrel can find a nut. Yeah, he beat another guy. He beat one other person. There was only like three people in his bracket. Come on now. Like, talk about cherry picking the situation. Now, these tournaments like this, it's not the most. It, they do a lot of national tournaments. Um, they do a lot of national tournaments, but in local places. Like, this next week, I think this weekend is supposed to be in Burlington, Vermont, or something like that. I'm not disrespecting the athletes of Naga either, again fantastic athletes who have been training for a while uh, to get in a tournament. And this tournament, in and it of itself, is difficult because it's, it's, it's non-striking, no-pad MMA. You're either there to pin, submit, or choke out your opponent. And apparently, John Moxley successfully choked out his opponent to win this medal who knows maybe he used a bully choke maybe he used a choke that he learned from the blackpool combat club i don't know steven regal i'm sure probably or william regal whatever you want to call him probably taught him something taught him a hook okay like call me when there's more than two people in the tournament honestly that's like uh, when you show up to a tournament and the other person there gets sick, or what well, was there was just a recent one. I thought I thought it was on UFC. Oh no, I'm sorry. I was watching old UFC, and um, it was in fact the uh, the great Royce Gracie, who had to throw in a towel because he had badly dislocated his shoulder and this was when ufc was really doing ufc right uh where it was basically a one-day tournament to see who the baddest dude on the planet was and gracie couldn't compete because his shoulder was so messed up so as soon as he walked into the ring to make it because he's got honor right and the the gracies practically invented uh ufc hoist went in bowed to his opponent corner through the talent and he walked back out so he showed the respect to the other fighter he died he would have won now if his shoulders wasn't separated he would have won that no no, no, no doubt about that but you know it's like the guy said hey I got I beat Hoyce Gracie well you won on a technicality so I mean good yay like what am I supposed to say? So what are we supposed to say about this? I mean, congratulations for doing something that he probably wanted to do for a long time, that he probably wanted to prove that he could do, uh, that he probably, uh, you know, even probably even does respect the, the, the dojo, but the optics on it don't match. The smell test doesn't match. And if this were a tournament of even more veteran people, more veteran fighters, maybe if this was a tournament that was maybe a 16-man tournament, I don't think John Moxley would have gotten out of the second round, let alone the first round if he had to do it. Don't know how much martial arts John Moxley practices from the look of him, very little, if any. So again, I mean, being street tough and fighting, you know, that's one thing. It'll get you pretty far. Got Kimbo Slice a uh, contract with UFC. But is it sustainable and is it legit? I don't know. I mean, seems pretty much cherry-picked. And on top of that, Tony Khan's letting one of his big stars do. A, I mean, yes, in AEW you can pick up any booking you want, but if this is supposed to be a legit fight, a legit shoot fight or whatever, why are you allowing your one of your biggest stars, th- like literally three days before a huge match, to fight in a? tournament that, to him, is meaningless. What is John Moxley? He's in his mid-30s, right? He's in his mid-30s. Uh, what's he doing? I mean, did he... You know, when he was young, did he always pass by, you know, advertisements for this and always want to be part of this tournament? I mean, if that's the case, then okay. He fulfilled a boyhood dream. He can check it off his bucket list. But let's say this guy who he fought uh, actually had legitimate ground skills and fought out of the choke and reversed it and choked John Moxley out. Would he have been cleared? Medically cleared? I mean, well AEW he would have been medically cleared, so that's not a question. The question is would he been okay to fight in blood and guts? I don't know. And I'm not saying again, Tony Khan's like, go ahead, dude. But in reality would John Moxley have been okay to fight at Blood and Guns? I want to know what Naga's policy is on bleeding. I mean, it was a real fight, right? Did John Moxley bleed in a real fight? Did he bleed here? Did he juice himself the hard way? Or did he... Uh, you know, get color with a blade? What was he hiding underneath? Whatever clothes he was wearing? Did he bleed at all? You know, because again, according to him, realistically, every fight has to have blood. He bleeds more for professional wrestling than he probably did this one grappling match that he was in. Now, of course, who's going to blame him? But Naga blew it up. You can see the picture that I borrowed from uh, his wife, Renee. You know what? Good for them all around to get the little pub. And maybe that's his ultimate goal. Maybe his ultimate goal was that he was going to bring a little bit of publicity to this tournament that he respected or liked. Okay, that's fine. You, You can do it by showing up, man. You don't have to actually compete. You can sit in the stands and... Uh, you can you know your PR or you I'm sure he doesn't have PR I'm sure he is his PR uh, if you know you can you can let the people know hey I'm really John moxley if you want to use me on your promotional stuff or you want to use me on the films promotional films that you put out on social media if your commentators just want to mention briefly that oh and in attendance is aew superstar John moxley then maybe okay go for it. Good, 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 good. But uh, if you're just Jonathan Good walking off the street because uh, you think something's cool and you want to try it and you end up winning, let's pump the brakes. Let's pump the brakes. All right, well, that all being said, uh, congratulations to John Moxley, Jonathan Good. For winning a tournament that, honestly, I wouldn't enter myself. So, I'm just a guy talking about wrestling in his basement. But let's actually talk about the wrestling then. Let's go to it. So, like I said, a lot of the issues that are coming up. The news or whatever that's coming up from the WWE is an actual part of what's going on in the WWE. Uh, let's start with Raw, shall we? Let's get Raw. And I have not spoken about Raw. This is going to be the first time, I think, in a very long time that I reviewed both Raw and SmackDown. Um, Interesting. I. They started off with main event J, big match J, going on a rampage. They had a graphic for it too. So that was teased throughout the night, and of course the uh, uh, then then they promoted the uh, main event. Um. Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens. Taking on uh, the Judgment Day for the uh, undisputed tag team belt, but the show started with Cody Rhodes. Okay, what does everybody want to talk about? I think it was kind of cool uh, because now Cody is, uh, you know, out there saying, it's the real me and all that and, and I have to beat Brock Lesnar uh, which always, the drama of it always uh, is always good and Cody's always good on the mic too so it's not, it wasn't an exact snooze fest well finds out or turns out Cody's going to find out if Brock Lesnar's in the back so Cody Rhodes does the Cody Rhodes power walk and goes backstage only to be thrown back out 30 seconds later followed by the beast incarnate the cowboy beast himself Brock Lesnar who's standing there laughing with a chair in his hand and he, he uh, waffles Cody Rhodes and then puts him in uh, Kimura not only outside in front of his mom by the way Even though it's Orlando, his mom is there. Um, And then puts him in the Kimura inside the ring as well. So uh, Brock Lesnar ends with the rampage there. And I have to say, I know people are confused and upset about SummerSlam. And that, you know, why do we want to see this? This is a rubber match of this. Why do we want to see this? i like it because it's a great contrast of styles but here's the issue now that wwe and ufc are being used by the uh, same umbrella they're both part of endeavor right And I'm assuming that there's going to be a fair amount of synergy. I'm still going with my prediction of uh, the first WWE sanctioned match ever will be at UFC 300. And it'll be Gunther versus Dragonoff for the Intercontinental Belt. And I'll just let Gunther and Dragonoff beat the bejesus out of each other. Um, I'm sticking to that even though it's ridiculous. But... uh, if we're to believe that some synergy is being formed, I don't know how this SummerSlam match could end for Cody and Brock other than a draw. Here's why. Let's say Cody wins. Yay, all right? I wouldn't have a problem with it. Brock Lesnar, who is already creeping toward 50, is now probably considering a final or second run in UFC. And as we know, we talk a little UFC on on the show. Uh, right now, the current champ, much to everyone's dismay, is John Jones. Although I get, I get it. You, some of you like John Jones. Some of you like John Jones. Uh, Jones is fighting Stepe, I believe, in September. Gotta root for my hometown boy, even though I feel like Stepe might have lost a step or two. There is a collision course out there between Jones and Brock Lesnar. Uh, John Jones, let's say, let's say John Jones beats Deep A, keeps the belt, talks his talk, runs his mouth. Let's say by December, by January, by my birthday, by the Royal Rumble, that Brock is prepared. To Fight John Jones, or that Brock does fight John Jones. What credibility is Brock going to have having lost to Cody Rhodes in WrestleMania at SummerSlam that Brock can then carry that momentum into UFC? And I know that they're different things, I understand that they are different things, but let's let's pretend k Fabe is real and and let's say that they're almost equal in things which, which UFC fans are going to buy that Brock Lesnar deserves a shot just walking off the street close to 50 to fight John Jones who's in the waning moments the beginning moments of not being in his prime as an athlete what even Jones himself is what 33, 34 so Cody wins Lesnar loses Lesnar leaves Lesnar goes to UFC to try to win the uh, belt from John Jones that could be disastrous because then Brock Lesnar might catch two L's he might I'm not saying he will just not a fan of John Jones, if you can already tell. If you follow the podcast, you know I'm not a fan of John Jones. On the flip, let's say Cody loses and Brock wins. People are going to complain on the internet because that's what people on the internet do. They just complain. If Brock wins and then takes off for six months again, is it a wasted feud? What happens to Cody Rhodes? We know that the story... The story... Is that Cody Rhodes wins... The... Undisputed belt from Roman Reigns. And it's still going to happen, by the way. It's still going to happen. If it doesn't happen at Royal Rumble... It'll happen at WrestleMania. So we must have patience. But... Then why do the whole Brock Lesnar thing with Cody? why do it at all why set up uh, 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 uh just for maybe just for the clicks and just for the buzz because i don't try to subscribe to it but even me it makes a little sense when you guys say things like well cody is obviously buried and uh, Cody uh, is is not going to get the belt at all, or Vince is not interested in Cody Rhodes in the least bit. Again, I, I don't think Vince is meticulously behind the scenes at Gorilla booking again, but he might be. There was evidence... Recently, a fan took a picture of uh, Seth Rollins visibly upset that uh, the script got changed in the in the uh, at the last minute. They they actually had to run people out there to talk to Seth to change the script. So I mean I feel that for him doesn't mean Vince is running every little thing again. It might that's an indicator, but I, we're not one hundred percent sure if he is. So we don't know if if Vince has lost his shine for Cody or Triple H is no longer allowed to push Cody. I don't know. But he seems like he's in the main event. And it's a much better story, you know, for Cody to have to go through adversities and trials and tribulations. So, I don't know. It seems like this is just a kind of a wasted, blown opportunity just to have a big match at SummerSlam and to be Brock Lesnar's goodbye while he trains for UFC. I don't I, I don't think Cody's going to lose anything if he loses at SummerSlam, but he might. There might be a chink in the armor. I just hope he doesn't get relegated down in the mire and the muck but they have to do something with this bloodline story because it just keeps getting better and better, which we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about. Um, Other things that happened on the show, not going to lie, with Gunter and Matt Riddle. I thought we saw that. Gunter retains. I don't know if Matt Riddle is in the proverbial doghouse or not, but... um, It is what it is, so let it do what it do. Uh, Another surprise that happened during Raw was... We did have a title change, which... Got a lot of criticism on the internet, because that's what the internet do. Um... It seems like something is wrong with Raquel Rodriguez and it's probably her niche probably getting my prediction is she's probably getting a scope again I have no idea I'm just speculating but it seems like she's probably gonna be out for a couple of weeks with a scope or something and, and, and they're trying to hide it But. I believe Liv and Raquel are cutting a promo in the back, or at least Raquel was. And then, uh, mommy shows up to take over. And this is the thing that we all, including some of you wrestling simps out there, have been wanting for a while, which is, uh, big meaty women slapping me. And yes, I did say that. And I hope I don't get thrown off Facebook for that. Um... Rhea comes in big bossing interrupts the interview they get into it Rhea, as she's being pulled away does the heel move which is kicks the baby face in the knee raquel goes down clasping her knee oh no what's going to happen what's going to happen um uh, cut back into the scene in the medical trainer's room where uh, the random local guy wearing a WWE polo says I can't in good conscience, allow her to continue but of course she is medically cleared to compete and I can't stop her from competing Uh, scrap daddy Adam Pierce confirms it Raquel says, uh, but he says in his best judgment, he wants to postpone the match. Uh, Raquel makes a comment about, no, we've worked too hard for this. We're going to defend these. I had to give these up uh, when Liv got injured, and I'm not giving them up a second time. We're going to go out there. And, you know, for the record, she did her thing. She did her thing. So the match actually was really good because Sonya Deville... Is underrated, doesn't get a lot of the appreciation that she deserves. And uh, Chelsea Green's Chelsea Green. Uh, the only problem I had with this match is that the way that they're telling the wrestlers to bump the unpretty her, um, I get it. I know you don't want to go face first into a mat uh that makes sense to me so don't really don't really have a, a issue with it it just looks bad when you try to like do the whole crumple up land on your knees it just looks kind of bad so maybe they should fine tune it a little bit I don't mind it as a finisher per se but it just looked it looked kind of ridiculous when it could look a lot cooler that's all I'm saying uh in the end uh Live eight both the unpretty her and then the uh, running knee from Sonia Deville to cap it off one two three boom and new women's tag team champions Sonia Deville and Chelsea Great. and I just love how Samantha Irvin says it she's so hilarious. Chelsea Green. Oh, it's so funny. Um, I know many of you were upset. I think this makes sense, especially if Raquel has a legit injury that she's got to walk off now. It's a good way to get the belts off of them. Doesn't kill Liv necessarily, even though she ate the pins. What it does is it elevates two wrestlers that need to be elevated Sonya Deville has been working her butt off to get better at pro wrestling. She's really good. Uh, Took to it like a fish takes to water after her uh, MMA career kind of fizzled out. And was so good at everything that was thrown at her. And on the flip side, Chelsea Green uh, probably pulled the trigger on her because she is injury prone. Let's be honest. She's probably on borrowed time and she's a great wrestler when she's not injured. She went a whole two years, I think in NWA and impact briefly, uh, um, without getting a major injury. So I think they're going to hold onto the belts for a while. It's going to be fun to see the dynamic of the super serious Sonia DeVille and, uh, you know, the unserious Chelsea green, um, Again, I'm a sucker for tag team partners that don't like each other. I don't say they don't like each other. I'm just saying they're just different people. And the funniest part was, and this is the other, new again, this is what I said, that the news interwove itself with WWE, what happened on the shows. So, um, Chelsea, you know, you know Sonya Deville says, we're serious, we're here to stay. We're players, we're never giving these belts back. And then Chelsea Green has an unserious, I want to thank you, I want to thank my mom, I want to thank my dog, I want to thank my stylist, blah, 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 blah. So she thanks a bunch of people. Someone was curiously left out of her mentions, by the way, as they both walked away. Sonya Deville, disgusted but happy that she is now the new women's tag belt. All right, clap, 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 clap. Applause, good for them. Um, indie god, Matt Cardona, the husband of Chelsea Green, also waited on it but it wasn't a hey congrats babe you deserve it it wasn't um, uh, you know I can't wait to see you at home with the bell. no 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 uh, Matt Cardona has now declared on Twitter that because he is married to Chelsea Green he is in fact one half of one half of the women's tag team champions Uh, In real life, Matt Cardona and Chelsea, actually the day after, uh, in Orlando, uh, were um, on a morning talk show. And Matt Cardona had some very cryptic thoughts about, he was straight up asked if he would ever come back to the WWE. Now, he gave the obvious answer, but he also gave a little bit of a maybe maybe not you know he said well he enjoys being the indie god and, and he, he enjoys having to go out there in the world and create the name for himself instead of uh, what he was given or the, the, the sheltered place of the WWE that he was had, had lived in and he was grateful for his experiences but of course there's the but but he said if he got what's the What's the area code? 305. If he said he got a New York area code, then he would definitely pick up the phone. And I wouldn't blame him. And no one would blame him. He's having such a good run on the Indies for the past, what, five years? Four or five years? He's had such a good run. He won the NWA Heavyweight Championship. He... You know, it's just going around. He won the GCW Championship. Like, he was just doing this whole... He was just living his best life. If Ring of Honor weren't under the purview of Tony Khan, I'm sure he would have even won that belt as well. So, Matt Cardona's putting a great career together. If he were to come back to WWE, it'd be pretty cool, but I don't know. But he said... He said he would be lying if he didn't admit that he had wanted to go back to the WWE someday. And that when he was growing up, he said he didn't want to be a pro wrestler. He didn't want to be an indie guy. When he grew up, he said his main goal was to get into the WWE. So, good on him. At least he's honest. And hopefully we'll see him in some fashion. Now, is he coming back as Sack Ryder? I hope not. I hope they, I hope they have Michael Cole put it to bed the first day on SmackDown or whatever, or, or, or a return at Royal Rumble, which we were gypped out of. And I hope Michael Cole says, The former Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona. I think that would be pretty hilarious. And it also would be hilarious if he was, uh, if he thought he was like a quarter of the Women's Championship uh, winners only to be basically they they use him as like a valet slash lackey to do their dirty work. Uh, I think that would be wildly hilarious. But the uh, other part of it I was getting to was, and I tweeted him. And I don't know if he saw it or not, which doesn't matter, I guess. But he but but he he said this tweet, and I said, bro, she didn't even acknowledge you in her post-match interview. She thanked everybody else except for Matt Cardona. Now, was that because she didn't want to uh, accidentally pop the crowd? Uh, probably, but um, the majority of that is also like, bro, she didn't even notice. Did you. <laughs> she didn't even care you existed. She was like, I want to thank my mom, my stylist, my dog. She didn't thank her husband. The only person she didn't thank. okay so congrats to them um Alpha Academy and Viking Raiders what are you gonna say it was a match it was a match with a Viking boat and by the way again your daily or weekly reminder that being a Viking is not a heritage or a lifestyle or even a tradition. It's a job. It was a job. Sorry. Sorry for those of you who had to hear that. And uh, it hurt your heart. But it was what it was. Um, and it was a match. And they don't know what to do with either two tag teams. Because the tag belts are being uh occupied at the moment. I was gonna say held hostage, but no, I don't wanna I don't wanna do that because uh Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are two of the five biggest draws in the business right now. I mean so or at least in WWE, so I'm not gonna crap on them. Plus KO and Sami Zayn are two of my favorite wrestlers, so um Shayna Baszler squashes Nikki Cross. And by the way, congratulations to Nikki for uh, actually graduating with her master's. I don't know if she went back and got another one because I know she had earned her master's or she was going back with the last report and now she actually earned it and she's graduated. So congratulations for her. Uh, her uh, social life reward for graduating with a master's degree is to get choked out by Shayna Baszler in a 6 minute squash match so that's what that was um but another news article weaving it's way to WWE Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey cut arguably the best promos they've ever cut as professional wrestlers on each other and this is of course like I keep saying educate me like I'm 4 why is there so much hate for Ronda Rousey I don't understand but she turned it she used it she used everybody's perception and turned it and she cut an amazing promo probably her best promo she's ever cut about basically I had to carry you you wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't me Uh, while you were suffering on the indies and you were uh, in the performance center uh, what was I doing? I was winning uh, the uh, gold belt in judo. I was competing around the world. I was becoming a cultural icon. What were you doing? That was a good line. Um, that's a good line for her. I still can't believe she's the baby face in this or the heel in this, but it is what it is because that's where we are. Shayna Baszler saying, you know, this I take this seriously. This is not a joke for me. Um, you know, how does she reflected that uh, I worked oh, my butt off to get here? You came in through the back door, and you know, Rousey said, "Well, I came in the back door, but uh, I'm the only wrestler to ever debut at WrestleMania." So, so it was there was some good stuff there. Of course, it came from the heart. Probably a lot of things that they've talked about before to each other. Uh, And I'm sure this is just wrestling. So I'm sure they're still friends. I'm sure it's... uh, It is a little personal, but, you know. So there's going to be a uh, grudge match at SummerSlam. And uh, uh, um, Ronda Rousey made that stipulation. So, okay. Um, Becky Lynch had a conversation with Trish Strass and Zoe Stark on Miz TV that was pretty good um, there's going to be a uh, match at some point between Becky Lynch and Zoe Stark where you know it's it's mid-level boss, final boss right uh, if, if Zoe Stark wins ridiculousness right Becky Lynch has to get on her knees and apologize she has to get a tattoo and says thank you Trish on her chest all that kind of stuff it was what it was. Uh, I'm not feeling this heel turn of Stratus' as much as most people are, but okay. Do you? Um, Bronson Reed and Shinsuke Nakamura fought randomly, and Bronson Reed won because Tommaso Ciampa has uh, has midas sights now. Uh, former Lackey of Miz versus current Lackey of Miz uh, by the way, and this this doesn't take away from the Reed-Nakamura match because it was really good even though it was paint by the numbers, it was still pretty good and uh, Champa interferes, goes after Reed, Reed dumps which leaves Champa and Shinsuke in the ring by themselves well, Shinsuke didn't want to win by disqualification so he uh, thrust kicks Tommaso Ciampa in the face and then finally, our main event for Raw was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beating the Judgment Day. Uh, it was a pretty wild match. I really enjoyed it. It was a match of the year quality. It's very actually, it crept up there pretty quickly because all the shenanigans that you would expect were there. Uh, Dom promoted that he'll he's going to become North American Champion because he issued a challenge to Wesley that night. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. A lot of things happened. Uh, utter chaos at the end with uh, Owens and Zane winning. So um, there was a run in. Uh, Rhea was interfering heavily. And uh, Liv Morgan came saved the day on her side. Uh, but yeah, Owens and Zayn win so Raw was pretty good Uh, it wasn't like right home about good but it was solid it was uh, it kind of furthered along all the things that kind of led into Smackdown because of course Jay is going to be on the rampage again Now, briefly, NXT was also okay, but uh, the main uh, idea, the main thing coming out of NXT was that Dom was down there to fight Wes Lee for the North American Championship. And what do you know, shenanigans ensued with another good match. Shenanigans ensued, the distraction was caused, and Dom gets uh, the 1-2-3 victory to become the new North American champion. Let's switch to SmackDown. I know I'm going to try to run through this pretty quickly, as quickly as I can uh two of the other issues going through, again, we talked about how the news kind of interwove into what was going on in WWE. one of the biggest issues again, LA Knight fought for uh the uh fatal four way to become the number one contender to fight uh, Rey Mysterio for the uh, U.S. belt. And, of course, Santos Escobar goes over. And that had a ton of fans upset. Because, of course, we assume that L.A. Knight is being buried or de-pushed or he's only there to drum up interest in the product, but really he's not who we want. They're just going to either probably take the belt off of Austin Theory and give it to Ray, or they're going to probably elevate Santos Escobar, which is... Both are fine, right? Both are fine. There's nothing wrong. Both are fine. Of course, the issue that people have is that L.A. Knight is somehow being buried. That it's the same thing and you people rattled off the list they rattled off they even brought up rusev on the internet which okay all right cool this is not that and you have to have faith we we, we don't have any evidence that anything of the like is going to continue with la night until we actually see it because for every rusev day there's also the yeslemania moment right Who's to say that LA Knight's not on the trajectory as Daniel Bryan was? Of course, we know, because we're on the internet, right? Because we watch wrestling, and we have eyes, and we observe, right? Because we know for 100% that's happening, right? Uh, rest of SmackDown. So, like I said, there was the, the Fatal 4-Way to determine the number one contender... Um, for the U.S. belt, um, I'm upset that things soured so quickly for Austin Theory, but I don't know if pairing it with John Cena at the point in time was a kiss of death, because uh, now they came, they had seen it come back and. Give the rub to Grayson Waller. I don't want to see Austin Theory go anywhere because he's still really good. Um, If this is how they're justifying giving him the belt because they want to see what he looks like with it and want to see what he can do and take off and and go with it, I mean, yeah, I'm all for that. But I don't know. It's just that he's not either connecting or they're not connecting him with the fans or whatever. So, if my prediction, I'll, I'll. whoever challenges him for the U.S. belt at SummerSlam, he's going to lose it to them. And if it's Rey Mysterio, I know y'all are going to be mad. If it's Santos Escobar, I hope so. Uh, If it ends up being L.A. Knight, you guys are going to freak out, but it won't be L.A. Knight. They'll try to figure some way to insert him in, but it won't be. And he'll be fine. L.A. Knight will be fine. He'll have another opponent to take out. He'll, He'll have another opponent to fight. It's okay. La Knight is there for the long haul. He will be around. He even said it in an interview with Chris Van Vliet. He said, "I was fortunate because I haven't really had any really bad injuries, and I was able to space my uh, career out." You know, uh, being he's th- he said he's thirty nine, uh, so being thirty nine and still having a lot of gas in the tank, and as he said, and having a lot of bumps left, as he said never really been seriously injured um, so he's going to fulfill all your dreams someday internet wrestling community don't worry it'll be fine Charlotte comes back um, and there's going to be a now three way at SummerSlam between Charlotte Belair and Asuka uh, Charlotte comes out, you know, makes a bunch of challenges, but then later on, she uh, is going one-on-one with Eo Sky. And then, by the way, the whole Eo Sky thing again is just to further the uh, storyline with Shotzi, which everybody hates, which is another news thing now. Uh, oh, well, that was last week's news thing; still bleeding over. Um, a pretty deadly. Uh, came out and um, in the wheelchair <laughs> Elton Prince playing up the sympathy that he got inadvertently on uh, the uh, internet last week because we all went after Rich Holland because Rich Holland is dangerous. Um, and I know that people want to you know, I know there were some people defending Rich Holland, even some wrestlers, This St. Ballet. Look, here's the problem. Once is an accident, two's a coincidence, and three is a trend. This is not the first time Rich Holland has put somebody on the shelf for an extended period of time. I'm not saying he sucks. He's good at wrestling. I'm just saying he's not that good. He's still too green. He doesn't know how to control his body. He's all... He's all muscle and mass, he doesn't want to do timing, he doesn't he doesn't wait for things. Now someone pointed out that Elton probably got the uh injury doing the uh, the fake like shoulder block to take out Ridge's knee, but I don't know. It just seems like this guy is calamity every time he's in the ring. It's you, you gotta protect yourself. So, I don't know, but... Anyway. um, They come out because... uh, Dominic is fighting Butch for the North American Championship, which was sanctioned by uh, Shawn Michaels. Um, And it ended how you would have expected it to end with uh shenanigans and uh dom winning the uh the match to retain his North American championship who by the way he said backstage in an interview you know he said his his deadbeat father is going after the US championship uh but I am the champion of all of North America, and that he was going to rattle off like the 23 other countries in in, in Central America or something like that, and it, that's when he was interrupted by Butch. I, I kind of wanted to hear all the countries that he was champion of. Um, La Knight cuts a promo on everybody, and it was awesome, and. People don't care. Uh, No, not people don't care. Uh, People want to think, based off of this, that he's getting buried by Triple H. Cameron Grimes is on SmackDown now. I love me some Cameron Grimes, but I feel like he's just going to be left uh, in in a wash. Now, the winner of that Fatal 4-Way was Rey Mysterio. And next week, we're going to get Rey Mysterio versus santos escobar for the right to face austin theory at summerslam for the u.s belt how cool is that so fans i know we all love la Knight. we chant his name yeah please be patient it's all gonna come together meanwhile next week, next Friday on SmackDown something I don't normally do I don't normally tune in to SmackDown on Friday nights now we're going to get Santos Escobar one of the greatest you know, uh, the biggest stars in in Luchador in Lucha Libre right now to face the legend Rey Mysterio in a match and you're getting it for free you don't even have to use a pay-per-view you don't have to uh change your VPN to get some type of free shot of AAA you're getting this for free so appreciate what you got when you get it uh Charlotte Flair like I said comes down and uh you know she fights IO Sky this took a while to get into for both women and people on the internet. Y'all called them out for being sloppy, being lazy, being terrible, and all calling out Charlotte Flair. Like, this is the impossible standard that the WWE has set for everyone. That not every match is going to be an amazing match, and sometimes life happens, and for whatever reason, they weren't as sharp as they usually were. Because for, for this match... On the flip side we have in your house that amazing pay-per-view with Eosky, Sky Charlotte and I believe it was Nikki Cross. You have 9 times out of 10 you're going to get a great entertaining match between Charlotte and Eosky Sky. The one night we don't and they tape it and they put it on. And they 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 must have doctored a little bit of it up too because I watched the 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 version on Hulu So they must have really, because I was looking for, y'all told me about this botch, and I was looking for it, and I didn't see it. So they must have completely cut it out. So, you know, we can't all have winners, man. We can't all have, I mean, unless you're Dave Meltzer, and you're reviewing AEW, we can't all have five-star matches. Sometimes it just doesn't click, and sometimes you just have to do enough to get yourself over so you win the match, which is what charlotte flair did but again the whole reason for EO Sky and bailey to be out there was to further the storyline with her and shotzi so uh the match ended with uh with EO Sky losing but it also ended with a creepy uh video from shotzi blackheart of just her laughing and the lights in the arena flickering and the titantron flickering showing her laughing uh cutting her hair so was what it was uh Santos Escobar beat Austin Theory, speaking of Santos Escobar so this was a great non-title match for Escobar, Escobar put over Rey Mysterio Uh, this beef was coming because Austin Theory tried to ruin the match which got Santos heated but in the end, Escobar won. Uh, then finally, there was a confrontation between Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. Roman uh, gets out there, and, you know, uh, he's laughing, calling him Little Jay, all that. And, and Jay can't even look. So, again, brilliant, more brilliant cinema, cinema, more brilliant cinematography, more all that. Like, Jay can't even look Roman Reigns in the face. He's just sitting there, is like, you know, shaking his leg, doing the angry shake, and he peers at him and he he makes the comment, but he doesn't even fully face him. He doesn't even really turn around and look at Roman Reigns. So, Jay is like, I need to do this. I have to do this. This is for the tribe. So he declares to uh, the consternation of Roman Reigns, the matches are going to have Survivor Series is now a tribal warfare match. I have no idea what that's going to be, and I don't want to speculate. But I'm sure there's going to be lots of weapons, which is what Jay alluded to. There's going to be weapons. There's going to be outside. There's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. And Roman Reigns looked perturbed because apparently that meant something. When Jay said this is going to be a tribal uh, combat match, Roman looks up and he looks at him and he kind of gives him that Roman Reigns like squinty side eye and said, did you talk to the elders about this? He said, yep, I did. Uh Uh-oh, that must have meant something because uh, Roman takes off his ceremonial Tribal chief fair and drapes it over the WWE Championship as they stare at each other, Jay and Roman, in the ring. Uh, uh, Solo Sokoa couldn't take it anymore. He overturns the desk. He starts rampaging, going after, uh, uh, Jay. He uh, grabs him, goozles him. He's about to give him the Asiatic spike or the Samoan spike, whatever you want to call it. And Ray, uh, Rain stops him. Stops him. Which is a nice little, again, little, little twinge because it's like, no, I have to do this because this is the tribal thing. You can't, you're not the boss, I'm the boss, blah, blah. Held him back, pulled him back, and that was the end of SmackDown. So, you know, all together like, the whole week for WWE wasn't bad. It really wasn't. And I'm sure I'm missing a lot of details. I'm sure I'm missing, like, I believe, yeah, now that I think about it, uh, Dominic had the chain that he was going to use, and, and that got foiled. But, uh, you know, all in all, um, enjoyable week from SmackDown. I know there was a lot of talk uh, about the speculation of why LA like, Knights not being pushed. Uh, Everybody crapping on Charlotte, saying that she's awful and over the hill and blah, blah, blah. uh, With the spots. uh, You know, everybody had a lot of opinions on what happened in WWE this weekend. And you can definitely tell me your opinion of what you thought. All you need to do is just interact with the show. I keep checking the show when I can while I'm live. But I tried to go to Heel Turn Wrestling uh, to get comments from you as well. So I enjoy interacting with the show there what i do is i check my page first then i go to the heel turn wrestling side and check to see if anybody want to comment on anything that i talked about during this show you could get a hold of me at heel and face podcast on all your favorite social media platforms uh i'm on twitter obviously i'm on facebook and i try to post other things other places so just go to heel and face podcast on all your favorite social media streaming uh services or if you don't have time and if you just need to listen uh to the podcast while you're driving the kids to work whatever it is you do then you can download the audio version of this podcast to all your favorite podcast streaming platforms i just figured out that i did not put last week's up so i will put last week's and this week's up tonight and hopefully You'll be able to listen to some back-to-back wrestling news. So, also do what the crawl says. Speaking of heel turn wrestling, go to heel turn uh, wrestling at ht wrestling three one six on Facebook. That's ht wrestling on three one six on Facebook. That's where we post stupid reels and memes and other dumb fun things about the world of professional wrestling. So, all right, guys. Well, I tell you what. Thank you for joining me for another podcast of the heel and face podcast a podcast dedicated to news, information, and commentary about the world of professional wrestling. I enjoyed talking with wrestling with you, and I hope you enjoy listening to me talk about professional wrestling. But that's it for me, that's it for me, the big old Stevie C, Steve Castellanovo, saying peace.